DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will, too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100,000 inside credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins you $100 inside credit. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign in to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you'll claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Feeling good. Yeah, tell me you're, you're not tired this week. Hell no! I was I was up till two, <laughs> at least. I feel like it was at least two. Yeah, it was just after two, and oh. you, you did it without the aid of Red Bull. I know. Well, you know, you're really when, you're really growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Middle age is about staying up and watching diners, drive-ins, and dives without the aid of Red Bull. <laughs> If there's anything that should make someone instantly go into a midlife crisis, it's that statement. <laughs> hey, we broke it up with some House Hunter in there. Oh, yes. Um, absolutely. That's true. Uh, okay, why don't we get started here? Okay. And would, would you like to do some introducing? Hello, folks. You better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Lewis, my co-host, Simon Vickorma. Nets Nation. Nets Nation. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Push that panic button. We are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. Simon, why are we hitting the panic button? Uh, we lost last night. Um, we our our, our uh, defense showed its true colors, and um, the supporting cast uh, that was not. James Harden or Kevin Durant completely shit the bed. Uh, I think the big three were responsible for something like 90% of our points. Um, and Kyrie did it on six of 17 shooting, which is not very good. Um, so yeah, all, all those things. Just a few things, right? Yeah. So can you honestly look me in the EI in the, in the Skype eye here? Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm just on the other side of the mouth, okay? 
Uh-huh. Uh, Hello. Hello, me mouth mate. <laughs> Hello, can see, me mouth mate. I can mate. see over the vast expanse of the mouth. Of ye oldy mouth mate. Uh. <laughs> William and I are mouth mates. What does that mean? Go back two episodes <laughs> or you'll truly have no idea what we're talking about. And here's a little uh, treat for you folks. You're in the mouth, too. You're in the mouth. Your mouth mates. I'm in the mouth. We're all in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to um, uh, DraftKings. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, just just to, to temper your panic slightly. I'm going to read you two numbers, right? <laughs> okay. And I'm going to ask you to tell me, to guess... What those two numbers are. Okay. Okay. First number, 33. Second number, 54. What do you think those two numbers represent? Um, rebound differential? No. What that represents is Marcus Smart's three-point percentage during the season, 33. Oh. And then during this se- this series, which is 54%, <laughs> the guy is a flamethrower all of a sudden. <laughs> but guess what? He's not actually a flamethrower. There are some fluky outlier performances here that are helping a, a greatly outmatched Celtics team scrounged together, granted, a victory, but I don't think it's going to be any more than a victory. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> but in your heart of hearts, you know that I'm way off, right? <laughs> so so what do you think? Nets are losing in, in, in uh, six or seven? I think... <laughs> I think the Nets will win. I think that it could go. I think that it could easily go six games, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. I would be stunned if it went seven. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the Nets Celtics, are we, Simon? No. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, great question. Well, we are going to talk about the Nets Celtics. Obviously, this is a Nets podcast. We talk all things Nets Nation. Um, this is a fun episode. We are going to get into some rapid-fire questions for you, Simon, that you're unprepared. Okay. I'm going to hit you blind on these buddies. Okay. Uh, then we're going to get into a little bit of the the series, how it's been going. I want to talk also about the Bucks because they just secured a spot in the second round today by sweeping the Miami Heat. Um, they looked like the vastly better team and a lot of people are saying Simon I'm sure you've heard it you're in the same same elite media circles that I am that uh, <laughs> a lot of people are projecting the second round matchup between the Bucks and the Nets and yes most people other than you Simon are projecting the Nets making it through the first round um, but <laughs> many people are saying that the Bucks and the Nets the winner of that series is going to win the finals NBA really? Finals this year. Yes. They, they've cooled on um, the Sixers and the Lakers. People are down, 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 down on the Sixers. And they are getting back up on the Lakers. But they still think that both of these teams, many people think most, like Bill Simmons, for instance, uh, a number of athletic folks have said they think this is the series to watch. Huh. 
So pretty exciting. So we'll do a little bit of a Bucks feeler. We're also going to do some uh, crossover podcasting with uh, with a Bucks nut. But the real gem of this episode is going to come. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to preemptively timestamp it at 36 minutes into this. Do you think that's about accurate, Simon? Yes. And so go scoot forward, scoot ahead, 28 minutes for a restaurant visit. We're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive into what looks like a prototypical Boston tavern, the Green Dragon Tavern. <laughs> it's where Paul Revere drank, Simon, and that's where you and I are gonna order some fried mott sticks. <laughs> he would have been proud to know that you could get mozzarella sticks at his favorite pub. <laughs> okay, you ready for some rapid fire? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You're doing something pretty funky there with the old... Uh... I'm biting off some lip skin. <laughs> hey, that's our mouth. Be gentle. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You let me into the mouth. I'm going to start biting that lip skin. <laughs> Do you get chapped lips? Well, I don't know what you'd call biting off lip skin, but yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good indicator. Is it weather dependent, or is it because you lube your lips so much you've become dependent on the stuff? <laughs> William, please don't talk about my medical maladies on this podcast. Um, <laughs> HIPAA, no, baby. I, I'm going to hit you with a HIPAA. I will hit you with a HIPAA lawsuit <laughs> so fast. Your your will spin. You've... <laughs> Yeah, get get Tracy on that one. Um, mm, no, please uh, no. <laughs> okay, so what am I talking about? Lip skin. Uh, what, lip what are we? Skin. Oh, oh, lip lip stuff. Yeah, it's 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 weather dependent, but it's you know I, I I have a tendency towards dry skin. If my skin were to be left to its own devices, it would be dry. Yeah. Fantastic. I think uh, our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rate and review this podcast, folks. Uh, five star, five star. Me and the Psy Guy bear our souls to you week in and week out. All we ask for is a little five star, five star. Now, Simon, I'm going to hit you. Mm. So I just made a juice before this thing, but I also made a hot tea. And then I just decided to pour the hot tea in the remnants of my juice. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm going to be biting my lip soon. <laughs> Peeling off that lip skin. Got to peel that lip skin, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, dress warm when you come over later because it's ice cold over it's here. It's ice cold over that here. That is music to my already very cold wife's ears, Simon. I've got to tell you, it, as, as Hillary said, if she's still got her winter clothes out... You might want to. She's considering bringing blankets. So. Yeah, I mean, nothing is too is too overzealous. You wouldn't be offended if we brought <laughs> if we self blanketed tonight. Oh, good God! Why don't they turn the heat off? <laughs> I don't want to ruffle the board's feathers, but could somebody oh, get the get, heat going? Get your your head out of your ass, board. <laughs> All right. Do you mind if I hit you with some rapid fire keys? Yes, I would love that. 
All right, first rapid fire cue, Simon. You know how this goes. You just fucking shoot from the hip here, brother. I know that. Uh, would you recommend Black Iron Burger for pregame Nets activities? Yes. Hardcore yes. That was really nice, right? Yeah, it was very fun. It was a little too fun. We got there to the game late. As a we nearly missed the entire first quarter. <laughs> we were told Joey Buckets blew up, but I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> All right, next one. Do you think the Nets won the Kevin Garnett-Paul Pierce trade? No. Well, have you? Okay. You don't think this this uh, series is... is, well, is why is, would why did we have to <laughs> trade away all our picks just to get the, where we are now? That didn't okay. have to happen. No, of course not. But I have seen that, um, that argument be put forth in Nets Twitter lately. Uh-huh. Uh, but and this leads me to my headline of the week. We're still in rapid fire questions, but I'm I'm sort of inserting a headline of the week here. The headline of the week was Billy King colon Boston trade was about getting to Kevin Durant. Oh, what? <laughs> Have you ever heard anything more preposterous? No. Billy King colon let me into the league, please. I promise. <laughs> Billy King, 4D chess master, sees eight years into the future, <laughs> isn't recognized for his genius. Right. He's the Andy Kaufman of um, NBA GMs. He's so unrecognized his for his genius that he literally will never work in this league again. <laughs> yeah. We have more of a role in the NBA than Billy King right now. <laughs> And listeners, spoiler alert, we have no role in the NBA whatsoever. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, that is an excerpt, or not an excerpt, but that is a, a quote is based on, or that headline is based on some quotes from that book that's coming out about the history of the Brooklyn Nets. Remember, we contacted oh. that author and he said, Oh, yes, of So course. anyway, I think you should reach out to him now that he's doing his book stuff and maybe we can have him on the show. William, can I just tell you something? Yeah. He's supposed to reach out to me. <laughs> All right. I'm, well, not, even, let's, I'm let's, not even kidding you. His, uh, his publicist lady at the, at the book publisher said, said, I would be getting an email. So I, let's flip I'll the wait. script on him and, and uh, <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> Come on let's into the mouth, the buddy. Let's flip the script and go ahead and shoot off that email to somebody who's very busy. <laughs> Give him a nudge. What do you say? Flip the script. <laughs> All right. Simon, who are you more afraid of, Romeo Langford or Shimmy Ojale? <laughs> Romeo. Romeo was dirt nasty last night. He was an absolutely, uh, you know, electric force. I wish, I wish that our youthful players were playing with that much zeal last night. Oh, man, my next rapid fire is not aged that well. Uh, what brings you more schadenfreude? What's happening to the Clippers in the playoffs or sad Brad Stevens? Oh, I like Brad Stevens. Um, but you don't derive any pleasure from seeing him sad? No, I like Brad Stevens. I, I, I wish him nothing but the best. <laughs> so then the Clippers. 
Yeah, yeah, I hate the Clippers. Okay, F great. the Clippers. I hate Steve Ballmer. Um, I hate. I don't hate Paul George because everyone hates Paul George. That that's too cliche. But I don't really like him. And uh, you know, yeah, I, I I don't. Yeah, I don't like the Clippers. All right. Do you think Jason Tatum has superstar? Top five player in the league upside potential. No, um, no, I don't. Um, I think the Nets made him look spectacular last night. I think he is like a star. I think he's like all star level. Oh, he's certainly an all star. I mean, he objectively is an all star. Um, right. But yeah, but, I'm talking like, you know, is it going to be like his and Luca's league in a few years? Right. No, no, no. I, I don't even think he's like top 10. Do you? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, he is still super young. Right. But I don't No, I don't. I don't think I don't think it's going to be like, you know, the entire East is in an arms race to try to topple Jason Tatum one day. Right. Um, final thing in the rapid fire cues, who is your current MVP playoff MVP for the Nets? Um, that's a good question. Honestly, I don't have a ready answer for you. I guess. I mean, I think it's gotta be probably Harden or Durant. Yes, I agree with that. It's just but, tricky to say which one is is been I, the more valuable. Yeah, I guess it, I guess I guess I would say Harden because he does a bit more to he does more to get other players involved. He's the straw that stirs the drink, but he has had like game 1, he basically didn't do much. And but game 1 for Durant was also not very good. Yeah, it was super inefficient. Yeah. Which brings so, me to my next question. So, okay, okay, so who is it? Who's here? Who's here? Uh, I'll, I'll say um, Harden. Harden. Yeah, okay, me too. Um, one thing that a lot of people are commenting on is Kevin Durant's good defense, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think rightly so. He has been fantastic on defense. He's guarded a huge range of, of uh, positions. He's gotten a lot of blocks, disrupted a lot of, a lot of stuff. I'm worried, though, Simon. Is Kevin Durant's good defense affecting his offense? Well, it didn't last night. He was spectacular. Um, but, uh, no, in terms of, like... But I would say that was his worst defensive night, wouldn't you? Well, they didn't put him on fucking Tatum. Yeah, that was a problem. They kept putting goddamn Kyrie on Tatum. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie was... is so bad at one-on-one -on -one defense. Yes. Um, correct. Particularly against a very good offensive player who's much taller and bigger than him. Um, there's no worse matchup. Um, like, so I, 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 to your point, I do not think that Kevin Durant should guard Tatum 48, like every minute they're on the court. Right. I don't think he should be the Tatum stopper. Um, because we do need to save his energy for that. But I, but I think, um, but I, I, so yeah, so I, I think he should be able to hopefully focus primarily on offense. Um, but that, yeah, I, lo I love his defense. I love his team defense too. He's a good, he's like good, um, like help in the post, right? He can, he can come and, and alter or even block shots in the post. If somebody gets blown by, 
Um, yeah, I, I and remember, William, there was you know sort of speculation out there that like his defense was where he was going to be most noticeably um, uh, uh, less worse. good. Yeah, yeah worse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off the injury. So I, you know, I'm, I'm pleased to see that he's still, still pretty good. Yeah, no, definitely. It's been very, imp- I mean, it's just other than Nick Claxton, you don't see good defense. Like you see a lot of hustle from Bruce Brown. You see a lot of hustle from Shamit. Yeah. Uh, frankly, from Joe Harris, sometimes you're getting some, some, some good hustle plays, but you don't see good defense from anyone no, other you... than Nick Claxton, who's no, doing he... things that are like, oh, he's impressively locking someone up and making it near impossible to score on him. Right. Um, Even though that person is a 6'4 guard. Or right, right, right. But yeah, KD has definitely, definitely provided some of that this playoffs, which is good to see. Defense is still lousy. Um, how big of a deal do you think this Jeff Green being out is? So I think last night made me feel much more worried mm-hmm. um, because Jeff Green is not a guy I go to bed, you know, at night hoping like, oh, I hope Jeff Green's OK. He's so integral. But he's in your um, prayers, but he's not foremost in your prayers. Correct. He is definitely in my <laughs> prayers. He is definitely in my prayers, but not. The first name sure. out of my lips on my prayers. <laughs> in your prayer. In my prayers. Right. Uh, in or on my prayers. Um, <laughs> it's hard to know the preposition to use on that one. <laughs> Even for a writer such as yourself. Because you pray on, you know, I'm going to pray on. But you, you pray know. in your mouth. Yeah, you pray in your mouth and you pray on, you know, something like I'm going to pray on whether I should do X, Y, Z thing. Right. That's people say that. Yeah. I'm going to pray, on, pray that. on that. Yeah, exactly. OK. Anyway, let's get to Cracker Barrel. So. Um, <laughs> so, no, uh, but I do think I mean, he has the best. I was listening to the Steve Lichtenstein podcast and this is pre yesterday's game. <clears throat> but uh, Jeff Green has the best defensive rating. Um uh, of any net um, that so far uh, in the playoffs. Um, and he's, yes, he's so, so much better than Nick Claxton offensively um, that, like, to the extent that he, yes, cannot lock up people as well as Nick Claxton can or block shots as well as Nick Claxton can, he is, like, not a total and near nothing on offense. Um, so, yeah, he's extremely helpful. Um and uh, but he's not. You know what he's not going to do though. He's not going to solve the problem of Tristan Thompson getting like thirteen rebounds or whatever. Hey, I, I don't want to say I told you so, but uh, yeah, I well, was I was way out in front on that. Tristan Thompson is going <laughs> to have a big role if Boston is going to have any success in this series. <laughs> Maybe I should at Gary Washburn and see if he. Uh, he thinks that question is a little less ridiculous now that I. I said yeah, so. yeah. Let him, let him know, and then yeah. Um, Tell him to retweet. See if he might be able to retweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, before this will be the probably unless this goes to a seventh game, this will be the last time we record during the Celtic season uh, series. So, mm-hmm. what's your final prediction? How many games? Is this going to take six games? Nets win. Uh, I'll go five games. Nets win. We'd win the next two games. 
Okay. Which brings us to the second round against the Milwaukee Bucks. First off, what's your panic level there? Huge. Huge. <laughs> huge <It's> panic. Huge. <laughs> I mean, they, they not only do they look good, my but they... My lip skin's coming off. My lip skin is peeling <laughs> at the thought of a Nets-Bucks series. <laughs> it truly is. They it looked, can't stop peeling. Uh, they looked pretty, pretty good in that yes. first round. They are hot, hot, hot. They have an incredible combination of, like, continuity, right? They, they have, like, a core that's been playing together for many years. Um, they have high-end superstar talent in Giannis. They have um, – they've brought in your your bruisers, your Drew Holidays, your P.J. Tuckers, your, to a lesser extent, um, uh, Portis. Um like you have, you have tougher, um, defend and you have, and you have just like good, even if they're not like hard nosed, rugged defenders, you have good defenders. I mean, an amazing defender in Giannis, very good defender in, uh, Middleton, like, and the Nets will have to figure out how to stop their pretty formidable offensive weapons. I understand we have more offensive weapons, but like, it's not like the, the Bucks don't know how to score. Um, so it's, uh, it's extremely daunting. I would be surprised if we make it out of that series, um, as the victor, uh, I hope we do. And, and I understand, you know, our, our incredible one-on-one uh, abilities, um, are, are unmatched by the, by the bucks for sure. But, um, I, I remain worried. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think? Uh, Nets in five. Oh my gosh. At at worst, you really. Think I genuinely that? think it could be a sweep. Why? Um, I think that I think that it's gonna. Okay, I am scared as as anyone should be because the Bucks are good, but we were able to play with the Bucks and beat the Bucks and then narrowly lose to the Bucks in the season without in both those games, without one of the three of the big three. When we have all three of those guys out there, I think that we are going to be able to overwhelm them. And then I think that the sort of baggage of, hey, there are massive expectations for this Bucks team. And once they lose a game or two to this team, I think it's just going to crumble underneath them. Like they did, you know, to the Raptors when they were up 2-0, and then they lost four straight. So I think if we can come out of the gates and just demolish them in, in the first game, I think we could coast to a series. Now, if we lose, I could see us maybe losing a game or two at the beginning. But once we get a big W, I think we're just going to roll this team. Okay. What do you think about the argument that in the regular season, uh, you know they weren't able to be as as physical. Your 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 tough your tough guys out there weren't able to be as as physical um, as, as they may be able to in the playoffs. Although the the Celtics game we watched last night certainly was not an example of of the refs uh, letting you play in the playoffs. But so, generally speaking, that is what happened. Was that the 
least fun NBA game you've watched <laughs> in your life. I feel like I'm still watching it. We're still uh, it two minutes left. so painful to watch that game. That is exactly the type of game the NBA should forbid their refs from being a part of. I, I completely agree. No one – yes. If, if you – if you like took a focus group <laughs> and were like, "Hey, what do you what do you think is like good about this game?" they they would have like nothing. They'd no, be like, I "Well, I it seemed that, like Jason that ticky tack call was kind of interesting." Right, exactly. The way that the um, defenders had to basically put their hands behind their back for any time anyone was in the lane was pretty neat. <laughs> or like contesting three point shots appeared to be illegal. So. That was interesting. Right. I mean, you know, the cliche, we're, we're, not, we're not there to watch the refs, we're there to watch the, the players, uh, was, is nev- was never more true than it was right. last night. And, and, and also, folks, I'm aware, as I'm sure you are, William, that, like, the, the Nets, to a certain degree, benefit from a, like, whistle-heavy um, refereeing system, right? We don't, mm-hmm. we don't have, like... We're, we're happy to get those, like, you know, we have Harden and Durant who are, like, who feast on star calls and are not looking to, like, impose their will and get tough and, you know, whatever, do do these sorts of, like, um, you know, um, hard-nosed um, defense that, that, that um, can't be played if, if there are too many ticky-tack calls. Like, but it still sucks. It does suck. It was horrible. But to get to your back to your question, what are we going to do with a Tucker, a Drew Holiday, uh, frankly, a, a very good def- defender, uh, gritty defender in, in Giannis as well. Um, Brooke Lopez, excellent rim protector. Uh-huh. Um, you're just, whew. great question. <laughs> I think I I mean, you know, I think you can you can take some solace in knowing that James Harden and Kevin Durant are two of the most elite scorers in the history of the NBA and will find a way to to get buckets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I think that's that's it, it's a boring answer and it's sort of a lazy answer. But at a certain point, like I feel like a lot of people are, are saying this about the Nets now, and I, I, I've, I feel like I've sort of just embraced it. It's like you just have to – you just – you can't overthink it. Like these guys – we have the talent gap. Like Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday, great three players, superb three players. Uh, two of those guys are never, ever, ever, even peak them, are never going to sniff being in the MVP conversation. We have three guys, all of whom could in any given season very easily be in the MVP conversation, two of whom have won the MVP. Right. Well, I, uh, and yeah, that's and just I, like an order of like that. That is a meaningful difference. And I think, you know, yes, there are tons of weaknesses. They're not the greatest defensive team. They're not that tough. They haven't played together at all. And, you know, this is an experiment to see. Like if you just have players that are so, 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 so much better than, you know, at least the second and third best player. Some other, you know, like Giannis is pretty damn good. But I still think Harden and Durant are better than Giannis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know. Like, can that win it? And I think that we're coming up with reasons why it may not. 
Um, but I think we have to recognize that there is an increasingly, you know, large chance that it might just work out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, final thing about the Bucks th- uh, series. What, where were you when you heard that the big ragu was missing the series? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Is that um, <laughs> right here, right now. The, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the um, DiVincenzo? Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo. What's wrong with him? I don't uh, – I. it's enough to keep him out for the re- remainder of the playoffs, whatever it is. Oh, dear. So add him to your, your prayer list. Doesn't have to be yeah. at the top. He's but. at the bottom, honestly. I've got so many nets on there. Right. Including Jeff Green, who's moving up, up, up that list. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so I wasn't far off with that uh, 36-minute mark, Simon. It's actually 32 minutes. So I guess they're just going to miss the, well, the first well, four minutes, yeah? Do you – do you? sorry, do you want to quickly address the enormous controversy over Kyrie? The enormous controversy? Oh, about what he said about Boston having racist fans? Yes. Um. I mean, I thought everyone already knew that Boston had racist fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's put it this way. No player has come out and said, no, that's definitely off base. Well, they have. The, I mean, Perkins, Kendrick Perkins, Kyrie's uh, yin to uh, his yang, um, who never misses a chance to, to bash Kyrie. Uh, was like I never experienced anything like that, and you know when I was when I played for the Celtics, when I visited as a as on an opposing team, and it's been you know decades. And um, what's his name, Danny Ainge, was like, no, I've never experienced anything like that, and I've never Danny heard Kyrie Ainge? say that to me. Danny Ainge said that there are no racist fans, Celtics fans. Well, he said he's never heard any racism. Okay, that I mean. He should if 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 lying um, is a fireable <laughs> offense, the man should be fired. Right. No, I I like, agree. I I, I, be, <laughs> I agree. Look, and, and I, I don't also spend t- any time in TD Garden, uh, but right. uh, I, I it's, it to me it's just a completely non-controversial statement. There's enough corroborating evidence, not only from Kyrie but from other players that have come out during oh, the story. Sorry. Then, uh, you know, Tristan Thompson said the same thing, and he's playing for the goddamn team right now. Um, He said he experienced it when he was with Cleveland. Like, yeah, it's just to me, it just seems like a totally non-controversial and also totally unsurprising statement. Right. So to me, so so this is I, 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 I think this statement belongs on the part of the continuum on on the Kyrie statements. Right. There's the the Kyrie. Statements that he says that are impossible to misinterpret and that he is incorrect to claim that it's like the media's fault for misinterpreting, right? That's on one end. Mm-hmm. And then there's like ones where you're like, yeah, I don't think he really said what he meant there, possibly, but it's very hard to tell. It's a very like difficult to parse statement and it kind of seems bad. And then there's like ones like this one where it's like, that is, to your point, totally correct. Everyone knows Boston is a racist piece of shit third-rate city, um, <laughs> full of nothing but monsters and clown um, chowder, and chowder, and angry orchard. <laughs> I love my angry orchard. Um, <laughs> um, 
And, uh, and right. And, and that, that Kyrie is completely correct. And it's, it's, it's totally, totally believable that he's experienced racism in, in Boston. Not to say that there isn't racism in New York and everywhere, but like, you know, Boston is, is a hub of, of that. Sort Absolutely. Of and, and it comes at a time when, one, Trey Young is getting spit on by fans, <laughs> and two, um, uh, Russell Westbrook is getting popcorn dumped on his head as he limps off the court because he's injured. So, right. yeah, like, I mean, sports fans everywhere are assholes. Um, <laughs> and so you take assholes who live in a city that is notoriously racist, has a long legacy of bigotry and some of them are going to show up and be uh, fans of the Celtics. It's not at all um, surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anything else you, you'd like to say? On that? <laughs> no, I think you want to, you want to talk about the, uh, the busing controversies in the sixties uh, <laughs> and seventies and how, how that manifested in the, uh, in Danny Ainge's not racist Boston, right, right. I don't remember any busing problems. Oh, there was the no busing issue. I think huh? they wanted to make sure that they were safe in the school. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, okay. Yeah. We got it. Yeah, well, I'm I, sorry. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Thank you for for uh, for making some time for that one. Just because uh, that oh, was a mess. Hold on. Hold on. One second. Uh-oh. I'm going to um okay baby. so baby baby let's get back in that mouth uh, <laughs> um we are uh, okay listeners really the mouth thing is funny but you have to go back two yeah. episodes is pretty deep in that one uh, <laughs> not at the front so you're going to have to do a, a hard re-listen but it will clarify why we talk about the mouth to the extent yeah. that we do mhm um, Simon, it's time now to do something that we're doing a lot of this summer, which is where, where we would conclude each episode of Maybe Nets Time by picking a menu of a restaurant in or around Orlando, where the bubble mm-hmm. was taking place, and we would dine at said restaurant. So we thought, because the Nets are in Boston, we would pick a Boston restaurant to pretend we were going to. Uh, we actually did a spinoff podcast, an entire spinoff called You Talking to Me, Menu, Menu, Me and You. Uh, and you can listen to that wherever you, uh, podcasts are sold. And um, now we're going to bring it back into maybe next time. So we are going to go to a classic Bostonian restaurant. I looked up like, you know, I think the Google search was classic Boston restaurants. Green mm-hmm. Dragon Tavern popped up as like number two or three. This is how it's described in like who knows Eater or some crappy website like that. While this bar, which first opened its doors all the way back in 1654, tends, whoa, tends to attract the younger residents of the city. P U. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to pass up a pint at the bar that was frequented by Johnny Hancock and Paul Revere where it said that his plans for his infamous ride were overheard. 
So we are stepping right into American history, Simon. Of the John Hancock, Paul Revere forefathers, uh, which which individual do you hold in more reverence and esteem? Sam Adams. Okay, John Hancock or Paul Revere? Oh, not those an o- two? Sam Those Adams, are my only choices. Sam Adams. John not Hancock an didn't do jack shit, right? He just signed the fucking thing. He just had a biggest signature on the thing. Revere, Revere. I love Revere. Hey, the British are coming. The British are coming. <laughs> Get your hey, fried mushrooms guys. down at Green Dragon Tavern. <laughs> hey, you didn't hear it from me, but one, the fried mushrooms are incredible too. The British are coming. <laughs> Hey, wise guy. Hey, wise guys. Paul's Revere's here. Let's <laughs> get an angry orchard. Let's get an orchard. I want to get snake bit tonight. <laughs> Put some fireball in that, Johnny. God damn it. No, Johnny's not a good... Put some Put some fireball in that, Murph. Yeah, Murph. <laughs> I hate Murph. <laughs> Fucking Murph. Sister's hot. Sister's hot, sure. Sister's hot. <laughs> That, folks, is our best Boston accent. Too. That's really good. Sister's hot. That <laughs> is electric. Yeah. All right. So, Simon, let's start with the drink menu at the Green Tavern. Sorry, Green Dragon Tavern. Horrible name. Hope it had a better name in 1654, but whatever. Um, what drink are you going to get to start off our, our hypothetical meal in, in Beantown? What? Well, me boy, oh, I'm going to get uh, Mr. Freeze Pop! <laughs> um, P-O-P in all caps, as opposed to Mr. Freeze, which is not in all caps. That is, and you'll have to tell me what New Amsterdam coconut is. What is New Amsterdam? Is that vodka? New Amsterdam. It, they do a vodka and a, and a gin. They do clear spirits. Okay. So I bet, that, I bet that one is probably a rum. You make a coconut uh- rum. Okay, could be a okay. vodka, though. could be a vodka. Uh, and it's got Pink Whitney. Sure. That, don't, uh, don't know that one. You don't know that one? Okay. Uh, I, I'm, suffice to say, I don't know it either. But, okay. Um, and then here's, here's, the, uh, here's the true reason I'm getting this. Uh, yeah, this it's all becoming clear to me now. Blueberry Red Bull. Come Blue, to me. Mm. I want to be spiked by your horns. <laughs> Spike me, baby. Impale me on your horns, Mr. Bull. <laughs> Impale me with your blueberry variety. I got lip flints that you got to get your horns through. (laughs) Yeah, blueberry Red Bull. That's exciting stuff. All right. Well, I'm getting the tea party. Ooh, great. Uh, Both a great act of uh, rebellion on the, the colonist part and an incredible drink. It's got <laughs> New Amsterdam Pink Whitney Vodka. So that Pink Whitney is coming back up, rearing its very pink head. Uh, lemonade and iced tea. Okay, I thought this was going to be more of a Long Island iced tea thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it appears to just be iced tea with vodka. <laughs> and so, lemonade. And it's lemonade. kind of an Arnold Palmer. Right, right. A sloppy Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Like Murph's That's sister. A better name. Yeah, she's she's she's, she's sloppy. <laughs> oh God! But she's hot. <laughs> God. 
Yeah. I'm not saying I know, this. This I know, I know. Boston, disgusting the... Boston saying it. they're monsters up there. Okay. Uh, let's move to the food menu. Yeah. So, Simon, uh, let's start with a let's start with a either a starter or a super salad. It's up to you. Um, you can take your pick, and then I'll go. Okay, I'm gonna get bubble and squeak patties. Ooh, that's exciting! Yeah. The traditional recipe with a twist. <laughs> We create a potato pancake with sautéed carrots and cabbage, corned beef, and Kerrygold aged cheddar mixed with arm mashed potatoes and pan-fried golden brown. Served with a parsley sauce for dipping, a parsley sauce. So that sounds fantastic. It sounds basically like a latke, but in kind of a Irishy way. And But the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause is the parsley sauce. I've never heard of that no nor nor have i um i've heard of it as a garnish but never sauced up right yes exactly and a garnish meaning you don't really eat it usually. yes you brush it aside you don't turn it into the <laughs> sauce bubble and squeak patties is definitely the way to go if you weren't getting it i would um but you've gotten it which means i simon <laughs> well hey I'm in Boston. I gotta get the New England clam chowder. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Some of the delicious New England clam chowder. Are you a chowder head? I love, I love New England clam chowder. What's your favorite way to have it served? Weird in question. A bread bowl. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> love a bread bowl. Now you are a New England clam chowder guy over a Manhattan. Clam yeah, 100%. I don't need tomato sauce, tomato, like a tomato soup with clams in it. That is just, it doesn't work. I've had it before. It doesn't work. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, I honestly love New England clam chowder. I've, I've basically never had a bad one. Oh, uh, okay. Whereas I basically never had a Manhattan chowder that I like. Like yeah, I think yeah. I think right. a can you know like um what's chunky soup like a chunk even a chunky uh clam chowder is a good clam chowder in my Yeah, opinion. I agree. I agree. You can get a canned chowder that's perfectly good. It's hard to fuck up a clam chowder. Yeah. That much is true. All right. What are you doing for your main? We got <laughs> Jesus Lord. What is happening over there? Oh, Hillary is uh, is 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 she doing a performance of Stomp? <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't invited the cast of Stomp. <laughs> Though as as thrilling as that would be. You know, I was a huge Stomp head in, in middle school. I, I thought that was the coolest thing. I do think I had heard that. If It's very on-brand. Uh, and uh, did you have you ever seen it? Um, well, we used to watch. It was like you know how sometimes there was classes where like they, this was rare in like you know your hard academic classes, but in your like electives, there'd be days or per- like you know like uh, periods of time where like okay, like what we were gonna do today is over. You need to kill some time here, throw in a video. Mm-hmm. And so every time that sort of situation arose in one of my drama classes, or one, one of the years, 
it was time to turn on the stomp video. <laughs> and so I have watched the same scenes of stomp performing like 60 times in my life. <laughs> but I've never seen them live. I would love to. You know, their their theater was. I don't know if it still in is, the but East it was. Village, like, yeah. Exactly. It was like steps from my right. uh, apartment. It, it, it exclusively did a stomp show. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, very strange. But um, <laughs> I will say, you... I will say if, if Hillary ever wants to pursue a second career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you? What would you? Where would you place seeing Stomp in your like Stomp, number of nightmarish performances right. you might Stomp, have to endure? Stomp. The only thing I think I would rather see less than Stomp <laughs> is a rerun of yesterday's basketball game. <laughs> Which, as we've discussed, was torture. But so you'd rather see like a musical, a Broadway musical. You'd rather see, um, I don't know, like the Blue Man Group. I would definitely like... rather see the Blue Man Group. You you got you you backed me into a corner with the musical <laughs> thing because, oh good God, yeah. At a certain point, you just hope they stop singing the dialogue and start hitting a trash can lid against their head or whatever you do and stop. But <laughs> that is not far from what they do. Yeah. <laughs> There is trash cans and trash can lids are a big part of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a key component of your stomp performance. I just can't believe that a, a theater was able to dedicate itself solely to the performance of stomp for decades. From the from the minute I moved to New York to now, as far as I know, that stomp theater has been around. Maybe they've diversified. Maybe Stomp is like their number one, but they but right. They but they also do a My Fair Lady every now and again. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, My Fair Lady's wearing a garbage lid on her head. <laughs> oh shit! We got it messed up. <laughs> and why is everyone carrying brooms? Are they cleaning? Oh no, oh, they're oh. playing. <laughs> sweet, sweet bash. Sweet, sweet bash. Sweet, sweet bash. <laughs> For like two hours for like 80 bucks a pop. So expensive. So expensive to go see that. I mean, I know that there are a lot of tourists in New York, but are there seriously enough that they can sustain 365 Stomp? Stomp was big. I mean, Stomp like toured the country for a time. Again, I, I don't know that they're really like the hot thing now. I haven't really heard much about them. But, but for a time, like... They were, they were in the, the uh, cultural milieu. Yeah, for sure, for a time. I would say that you, that you are maybe misremembering the amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally fair. <laughs> it was brief. <laughs> uh, all right, anyway, let's get to the mains. I, we got way off course there with a little stomp <laughs> detour, but... <laughs> Uh, what are you getting for your main? Oh, great question. I'm getting the ale-battered fish and chips. Nice. That's a fresh, so fresh, cod filet. Ale-battered and fried until golden brown and served with pub fries, coleslaw, and tartar sauce. Terrific. Yeah, no, that sounds great. I'm going to get the Joseph Warren. Okay. Um, Mostly because I have no clue who Joseph Warren is. I don't. I, I thought. I thought you would know. Uh, I'm, I'm not 
history buff. I I think it's gonna be. It sounds pretty damn close to. Oh, okay. Joseph Warren Revere. Maybe he's Paul Revere's brother. He was a career U.S. Navy and Army officer. That doesn't feel right. He's the grandson of Paul Revere. Okay. So okay. yes, forgive me, forgive me for not knowing that. Um, my my face is red. Um, now that said, I have I hope now. I see desserts. Hold on, I haven't even told you what the oh, Joseph I'm sorry. I'm Warren sorry. I'm sorry. is. No, it's, it's totally fine. I don't really care to hear what's in it either. Uh, oh, <laughs> hold on, where'd it go? This has got to be fun to listen to. Um, folks, I'm getting the Joseph Warren for $15. It's served with our homemade... Oh, they don't even tell you what it is. Okay, no need. We're cool. Served with our homemade bourbon bacon jam, Swiss cheese... On a toasted seeded bun. Okay, Swiss cheese and bourbon bacon jam on a bun mm. for fifteen dollars. Excuse me. It sounds me? good. Well, I think that probably comes with something. Yeah, better come. Oh, with, yeah, it comes with fries. Better come with um, some chowder. Yeah, fries, coleslaw, onion rings, or side salad. You already got your chowder. Yeah. I just that <laughs> sounds like a good sandwich to dip in a chowder, if you ask me. Okay, we'll save some. No. <laughs> I'm hungry. What are you getting though? Are you getting fries, coleslaw, onion rings, or side salad? Oh, uh, fries. Fries. Okay. What would you get? Um, probably a side salad because I'm watching my figure. <laughs> like Paul Revere was watching out for the British. Exactly. Exactly. And like Joseph Warren was watching out for his rank in the U.S. Army or Navy or whatever he was in. <laughs> oh, boy. We are going to remember Joseph Warren for a while. Maybe. Don't know this. Maybe Elizabeth is a descendant. Hey, well, she, she's maybe. A, she's a Massachusetts nut. Oh, no. Yes, she's, she's from Oklahoma originally, right? Right. She's an Okie. She's an Okie. She's a dust bowler. That's why she says my mama and my daddy. <laughs> She does? Yes, in an incredibly practiced folksy way. <laughs> so there's we're watching this this British show called Line of Duty. And it's a okay. very, very, very bad police procedural drama. <laughs> <laughs> like really bad. <laughs> but there's like a, a a you call I'm not really sure what's going on. Claire explained it to me and I still don't really know. But basically what it sounds like they're trying to say ma'am. Um they like they're calling fellow female officers ma'am. Uh-huh. But the way it says it, it's the way they say it, it sounds so much like they're saying mom over and over. So uh-huh. you just you just, it's it's like ever <laughs> It's just really off-putting because you're seeing, like, two women who are, who are like, colleagues calling each other mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, that to me is the most interesting part of that show. So check that out. <laughs> Will do. I think it's uh, on Hulu, but don't quote me on that. Okay. You're you're gonna you're gonna quote me on that, aren't you? I'm gonna quote you on it, and I'm gonna watch it. Two <laughs> things that are definitely gonna happen. <laughs> All right. So Simon, 
next time you and I head up to Danny Ainge's um, completely devoid of racism Boston, uh, do you want to head up the Green Dragon Tavern? Oh, wait, we haven't done desserts, have we? There aren't desserts. That's what I was trying to tell you. Oh, bummer alert. Um, Okay, would you want to go to this place? Of course. Yeah, me too. I've never really... I love a pub. I've really never wanted to go to Boston before, but actually that's not true. I want to go to the Gardner Museum up there, Isabella Gardner Museum. Uh, But other than that, yeah, Boston stinks, hate it. Um, But this place looks good. And it's so so rich in history. And I know know we're both kind of history buffs. Yes, you and I are both history buffs. Um, uh, particularly me. Particularly you. Yes, indeed. Actually, yeah. I'll uh, I'll tell you a little bit about um, uh, the nineteen seventy one Vietnam election that I've been reading quite a lot about lately. Oh, you're cutting out. What? <laughs> oh God, that's what Claire did to me too. <laughs> God damn it! You can hear me. Let me tell you about the 1971 election. <laughs> Wait, it was an election in Vietnam in 1971. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. It's the the, the first free and quote-unquote free and fair election in Vietnam. Got it. Uh, anyway, TLDR, uh, the CIA... Uh, through some various machinations, made it so that there was one candidate running in the free and fair election, and he just happened to be the guy that the U.S. had been propping up for four years prior. (laughs) And um, it led to the ultimate collapse of the South Vietnamese government uh, four years later. Anyway, we don't need to get into that right now, um, because right now we're going to... Plead? Would you say plead is is too strong a word for what we're no, about to do? It's it's if anything too too light a word. Right. Okay. So let's do it. Let's let the pleading begin here, Simon. Okay. Folks, please, 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 please <laughs> rate and review us with those five star reviews. Please I need him. Um <laughs> And um, and follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at maybe next time. And send us your questions, comments, feelings, predictions. Send us your predictions, folks, for how you where how far you think the Nets are going to go. Whether you think they're going to win this series against Boston, how many games, who are you most scared of? Lots of things you could send us. Maybe next time at gmail.com. folks. I. Don't want to speak for you. I don't want to speak for Simon. But I would like to very much speak for myself and say I've had an absolutely spectacular time here with you today, Simon, and with our listeners because they're kind of here with us too. Oh, yeah. They're here with us in and a big way. It's been an absolute pleasure. Follow us all the places Simon said. If you said it, I really wasn't paying much attention. Uh <laughs> Check Thanks, out the Wayne. basketball. No, I was. I I, lo- I love your pleading, um, <laughs> pleading. <laughs> I love your pleading. <laughs> Plie. Uh, that's a little ballet move, right? Common. Yes. Uh, common, yes. common crossword clue. Ah, uh, interesting. Or answer. Um, 
anyway, let us know what your experiences in Boston have been, because love to hear them. Once took a bus up there and almost died in a car crash. Actually, I probably the bus probably wouldn't have died, but the person we very very ne- uh, nearly hit, the car we very nearly hit would have would have probably died. So yeah, uh, tragedy averted though, and as a result, we have this wonderful podcast you're hearing today. And that you're probably telling your friends about, I'd imagine. Um, Please. Please, please, let us know. And we'll go ahead, folks. And... (laughs) See ya. That's fine! I was tired of my lady We'd been together too long Like a worn-out recording Of a favorite song she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read